Good morning. As we start uh, chapel today, we're going to start with singing number 11. Number 11 in Voices Together, The Mountain of God. by Sejin Lee. We gather at the tree of life, which was in the garden and will be with us in the restored creation. Around the tree we rest and play, under its branches we belong. It is our source of wisdom and its leaves are for the healing of the nations. By the tree we need not fear, for the lamb rests in the bosom of the lion and the child and the adder play together. By the tree we meet our friends, old and new, forgotten and familiar. And when we have gathered, we realize the tree has been with us all along. So come, friends, rest, play, and belong. Good morning and welcome to all gathered here, all who are watching online. Uh, it's great to have you here. For chapel today, we are going to be experiencing the 12 works of art that are within Voices Together. So as you already saw, we sang a, a song from the left-hand side of the page, and the piece of art is on the right. Uh, this is the first Mennonite hymnal to have um, works of art, and so we're going to 
uh, see the interplay between song and art that is throughout. So these 12 works of art were, um, some were submitted, others commissioned for certain parts of the table of contents, and that is why they are found all throughout, uh, matching in some way or theme with the section uh, that they're found in. And if you would turn the page on some of them, you, or on all of them, you'll notice that there then are scripture readings uh, on the back of the pieces of art. And that is where the um, collective or uh, congregational scripture readings can be found. Uh, and then the worship resources would be all the way at the back. So we will go through this morning and sing uh, each song on the left and then hear the artist statement for the piece of art. So that's what you just heard, uh, and you will hear for the rest. Those artist statements can be found in the Worship Leader edition. So we'll continue with number 103. And I would invite you to stand if able for this one. Number 103. We will sing the first and fourth verses. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee, praising thee, the Son above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness, drive our fear by Meg Harder. Sing the Goodness responds to passages in the book of Psalms. The Psalms describe singing praise to God with striking physical imagery. The mouth is the site of worship and also a receptacle for God's grace. The lips and the tongue are active participants as well. For this reason, prominent mouths stretch wide over lines of music that seem to occupy real space. Maternal qualities of God are praised in the Psalms. God is described as a comforter, a place of refuge, and the deliverer of babies. In Psalm 71, metaphors of God as rock of refuge are shortly followed by mention of a mother's womb. For this reason, the central motif features strong feminine hands delivering a tiny lamb from the depths of the mountains. Psalm 98 celebrates praise and worship that happen in collaboration with the natural world. This is shown in birds that harmonize, waters that roar and clap their hands, and mountains that sing together to aid the singers in their melodies. 
Fraktur, a Mennonite folk art tradition of illuminated calligraphy employed in the production of religious, musical, and educational texts, inspires Meg Harder's art practice. Harder carries forward the aesthetic sensibilities of this tradition while expanding its narrative and symbolic potential for a contemporary audience. Next is 182, I Sing the Mighty Power of God. 182. J. Tyler, Tyler Classen. We are called to be light in the world. The morning star guides us into the day. Photographs invite us to pause and look into depths beyond the first layer of the image. By sitting with this image and looking into the details, the white light on the mist and the bright burst of the rising sun, viewers are drawn to see the beauty of God's creation and to consider their place in that creation. Photographer J. Tyler Clausen writes, it is my hope that through the act of prayerful gazing, viewers might come to a deeper awareness of the presence of God in their lives. This photograph was selected for the theme of creation and covenant because it speaks both to the beauty of creation and to the complex relationships humans have with creation. Tilled soil, technology, and roofs of buildings glow in the ethereal morning light. Next is 229. 229, unexpected and mysterious. And wanted to mention also a thanks to chamber singers for helping to uh, lead us in this service. Mm -hmm. 
Owe Them a Complicated Debt by Rachel Epp Bowler. Rachel Epps Bowler Creative Practice explores the inter intersections of art, maternity, and relational care across time. Through drawings and prints, letters, and artist books, she explores family and cultural histories, shared bodies of knowledge, and traditions of making that are passed between generations. This often matrilineal knowledge is not written down, but is, but is of the body, an embodied knowledge transferred between hands in intimate settings. These quiet traditions, stitching, crochet, and organic cut paper shapes are echoed in the plant forms of this scratchboard drawing. In these precarious times, when we desperately need to change how we care for one another and our planet, there is value in processes that take time, that encourage us to listen, that we share through our bodies, and that might help us imagine new ways of living. Next is 290, 290, blessed are you. And some of these may be familiar, others are new. Feel free to listen to the first verse sometimes and join in as you're comfortable or, what, uh, or take a break from a song and just listen or whatever um, is, is doable, whatever um, feels right at that moment. 290. Amen. 
Loaves and Fishes by Michelle Burkholder. Loaves and Fishes is part of a series of cutouts exploring incidents in Jesus' ministry when Jesus responded to the moment at hand in an unexpected way. Jesus' actions in these incidents meet the needs, basic needs of the people involved in that moment and also expose the generous and excessive nature of God's love. This image puts both of these aspects of Jesus' ministry on display. Jesus reminds people that God is always present and able to work wonders with even meager, mundane offerings, as seen in the loaves and fishes. The baskets full of leftovers, collected after a multitude of people have eaten their fill, reveal the transformative and abundant nature of God's presence. Next up is 333. And if you'd like to see these works of art in their original form, uh, it's very exciting to say that they are here. Uh, so they've been touring a couple places. Uh, we set this up, um, and it is coming to the art gallery in two days, and all 12 works of art will be there in there. Many in color. Uh, of course, they had to be black and white uh, in the hymnal, but. Uh, many are in color, different medias, all that kind of stuff. So uh, please, it will be there for about four weeks, so please uh, check that out. Uh, and all were done by Anabaptist contributors uh, for this hymnal, which is for Mennonite Church USA and Mennonite Church Canada. So 333, I'd invite you to stand for this one as well.
from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, he arose. Hallelujah, Christ the Alive by Anne Hostetler Berry, inspired by the work of black artists and designers, including Emery Douglas, Aaron Douglas, Faith Ringgold, and Jacob Lawrence, Alive is an unapologetic commentary on the concepts of dark and light within the context of life and death, and the ways in which blackness often wrongly evokes negative dehumanizing associations. As the focal point in the composition, the black cross slash tree conveys strength, power, and beauty. Meanwhile, the supporting imagery emphasizes the scriptural themes of transformation and renewal, emanating outward from their rooted and grounded source. Dark and light results in a visual narrative that acknowledges loss while simultaneously celebrating creation, inviting us, or perhaps commanding us, to open ourselves to change, reclaim our humanity, and safeguard the humanity of others. Next we'll sing 377, New Earth, Heavens New. Some may be familiar with this, which perhaps loses some of the sense of its newness. So we will do it in a slightly different style than maybe you've heard it before. And we'll sing verses one, three, and four.
When Flaming Dove Meets Rising Waters, Gwen M. Stam. Utilizing a technique called Scherenschnitte, German for scissor cuts, Gwen Stam brushed light to dark tones onto the bottom layer of paper using gouache. She then cut out many shapes from the top layer, symbols of fire, dove, and water coming to light by the background tones. Stam describes her process of creating the artwork. When I think of the Holy Spirit, Pentecost, church, the symbols imply moving, celebrating, and serving. Water and fire, destructive though they can be, purify and refine. The dove imparts peace and love. I imagine a keenly focused sense of unity within the diversity of those who experienced the first Pentecost and Pentecost thereafter. The spirit spark quenches our deepest hunger and thirst, wholly transforming us. We are most alive and at one with all creation. As I cut and removed piece by piece, the top layer progressively revealed the bottom layer, which in turn defined the top layer. It seemed as if both layers of the art and I interacted and explored together, though not certain where we were going. As a result, I underwent perhaps a small part of a transformative encounter in this free-spirited, invigorating play. Number 444. 444, I sing with exultation. We will sing the first three verses. The Wilderness is by Matthew C. Ragier. The block print, traditionally a woodcut, has an almost inherently literary quality, 
being historically associated with book illustration and being, like text, starkly black and white. Block prints thereby have the potential to accompany and illuminate a narrative without supplanting it. From the River to the Wilderness recalls the tradition of medieval and early Renaissance printmaking with its enchanted peculiarity and startling otherworldliness. In contrast to medieval and Renaissance art, the mystical quality of this image is due mostly to its perspective rather than to halos or winged angels and the like. John and Jesus do not appear in real three-dimensional space. Jesus almost telescopes to the foreground. The action is not happening in one particular place or time. At the center of the image is the water of baptism, which is depicted in various ways evoking other biblical symbols and stories concerning water. The composition creates both a circular motion from John to Jesus and a propulsive momentum that moves out and forward into the world and into our lives. The Greek text at the bottom of the block print translates, you are my son, the beloved. And number 467, Taste and See, 467. I invite you to join on the refrains, and members of Chamber Singers will sing the verses.
This art is Communion by Dona Park. The act of eating together is sacred. It allows for jaws to loosen, fists to become relaxed, and hungry bodies to be nourished. It allows us to retain a sort of gregarious formality while being able to talk openly about politically contentious topics. Whether sharing a bowl of rice, breaking flatbread, or drinking a cup of wine, the act of eating together is a collective experience. With the theme of communion, Dona Park moves away from the Eurocentric idea of bread and wine to include soup and rice, foods she grew up eating while living in different countries. This idea also extends to the Christian faith, which moves beyond Western tradition to become an international feast. From faith to food, fellowship, and communion, Christ's table extends to everybody. Number 722, help us to help each other. 722, we will sing the first two verses. This is Nine Patch number eight by Brenton Good. Um, the Nine Patch series of monotypes references the ge geometric quilt patterns of late 19th century Mennonite communities, specifically those from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. These severe minimal patterns relate visually to the history of modern art, often prefiguring by almost 50 years geometric abstraction in painting. After spending many years working through his own versions of abstract expressionalism, Color field painting and minimalism, Brenton Good returns to, to patterns both regional to Pennsylvania and related to his Mennonite upbringing. He is fascinated by the strange way these forms can simultaneously reference the paintings of Frank Stella and Ellsworth Kelly and the quilts of Mennonite and Amish communities, a duality that now includes the reverent stillness and devotion of these Anabaptist communities. And 779, you're not alone, 779.
at the impulse of God's love, a re-envisioning of Dirk Willem saving his captor's life by Jan Luikens by Michelle A. Hofer. No other illustration from Thieleman J. Van Braaf's Martyr's Mirror has inspired so many generations of Anabaptists to respond with love in the face of persecution and violence. The copper etching portrays a swift and sacrificial act in which escaping Anabaptist prisoner Dirk Willems has turned back to save his pursuer, pulling him in from the chilly water after he had broken through the ice. Willems, recaptured, was burned at the stake in 1569. At the impulse of God's love represents visually the presence of God's spirit and love in this radical effort, using dot work surrounding and flowing between outstretched hands a technique influenced by medieval Celtic gospel illuminators use of red dots to enliven the word. Additional hands in the piece serve as a chorus that allows viewers the opportunity to enter into this moving witness of divine peace in action. May the people of God join the song, take my hands and let them move at the impulse of God's love. And uh, lastly, number 816. And while you turn there, I want to just say thanks again to Chamber Singers for helping to lead, to Clay for helping with AV, and to all of the artists through the generations, both through visual art as well as uh, songs. I hope that you've seen some sort of conversation between the two, perhaps, uh, and do encourage you in the next, uh, when it opens in a couple days, to see the gallery over the next four weeks, uh, to see these um, in their original forms. Again, number 816, we'll do the first three verses. <laughs> <laughs> 